0: Welcome to the Power of Prayer podcast. This program is a ministry of All Saints Church in Lakeland, Florida. Each conversation is unique because of the topics and participants who join the Reverend Kathy Hewlin in the discussion. It's our hope that by listening to these testimonies and discussions, your openness to hearing from God in prayer will grow and change the way you love Him, yourself and others. For today's conversation, I have with me Marty Piotrowski and Phil Mays, and we are going to talk about confession. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so thinking about the gift of confession, if we want to think in those terms, because you know, plenty of people have been raised, um, they don't even confess, they wouldn't know how to relate with that, they certainly wouldn't think it's a gift. But we want to talk about the power of prayer and the fact that it is a gift, uh, so, to start our conversation, I thought I would connect with um, something that was in a devotion recently. Uh, as we are having this conversation, it is the season of Lent, and some of us are doing a Latin reading every day. And there was something that Marty uh, took note of, and you want to express? Uh-huh. Do you remember the phrase that you I saw do. in there? Go I ahead. Do.
1: It really, it really grabbed me. Um, it said that um, sin is the wound to us and repentance is the medicine Mm -hmm. that can fix yes Uh, and that really was it was really um it made it real to me it it really brought it to the very essentials okay um wounding and healing
0: yes now for a lot of people then confession does not connect with gift healing um and then course in that phrase of what you were saying in the devotion it used the word repentance and Mm -hmm. i thought it'd be valuable just to also talk about the difference between the the terminology and how we use them uh so confession can to confess could also just to be a a profession as well just acknowledging Mm -hmm. i believe such and such it's Mm -hmm. a type of creedal acknowledgement and then to have repentance is a real turning. So not only are you acknowledging something that you want to correct, but that you are turning away from the error and turning in a, a direction that is towards God, towards healing and healthiness, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when I was early in my Christian walk, so in my, in my mid-20s, and the pastor of the uh, Lee Street Memorial Baptist Church in Baltimore Maryland, he would just physically turn his whole body during a sermon illustration on this point Mm -hmm. to just help people to visually see, I'm going to turn away from whatever that is that's pulling me away from God. And oftentimes, it would be an example of some kind of vice, whether it be alcohol or drug or smoking, just something that was not good for the body, and it was Mm -hmm. being abused. And he said, you have to leave that over there and turn away from it and Look straight at God that you're walking in God's direction Mm -hmm. and that just made an impression Mm -hmm. on me that uh, you know I want to apply that and for me it's never been those types of vices but there are ways that pride can get in the way Mm -hmm. just putting all sorts of distractions I can be a busy person so Mm -hmm. I can fill my time with all sorts of things that um, are not God at the center that those are distractions mm-hmm. for me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So ways that I need to then repent of that and turn towards God. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love in the Anglican tradition, we have the rite of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Um, and using the word of being reconciled then mm-hmm. as part of confession, that you see that that is one and the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, Before we, we actually look at that rite, I know both of you have a Catholic upbringing, uh, so I would love to hear a story or just a, a thought that you have about what confession was experienced for you when mm-hmm. you were growing up. <laughs> and Phil's got a smile on his face.
2: <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, I'll go on that. Um, it was a. Um, my mother would take my sister and I every Saturday afternoon to confession. But we were taught that a confession. When we went to confession, you were also making a commitment to change your uh, change your ways. I think that's the way it came across as a child. You know, and and, and Sister Philip Joseph had a way of talking with a ruler, and uh, (laughs) that's a true story. But um, the the point being is that we are by nature sinful. And we need to understand that when we sin, we've got to change that or it, or it gets worse. Like you were talking about, the, if you don't bandage the wound, it can get infected, it can, it can grow, it can cause a lot of damage. But that was how my mother taught my sister and I. And so we were in there and, and when you're talking about that though, after a while when you're that, because I was an altar boy, so there was a bunch of us hung out. We knew which priest to go to, who would give us the least penance, <laughs> the, the most lenient. And then there was Father Larkin. He was the parish pastor, and he later became a bishop. He was a wonderful man, but he was a little bit more strict. So we we'd go to Father Page or Father Divine because he was a lot. They were a lot easier. <laughs> but the point being, like, and and I, I laugh about it because looking at my in my youth, but realistically that's that's way it should be. You you have to repent, you have to show some sign, you know, in your heart commit and then the the some type of uh restitution. Mm-hmm. Now obviously prayer is a good restitution, but the fact that you and that was a good example, very vivid, you know, you gotta turn your back on your sin. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's about what it, that's mm-hmm. the truth. So,
0: mm-hmm. Do you remember any examples of penance that you were given? Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. Well, it usually had to do in multiples of 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there was the, the Our Fathers and the Hail Marys and then a good act of contrition. Um, there was mm-hmm. one time, do you know what a novena is? I do. I mean, yeah. that's that's a trip. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember what I said. But I think the priest knew who it was because I was an altar boy, Mm. and they could tell by your voice. Voice. And he told me, I think it was five five Hail Marys, five Our Fathers. This is a true story. And one novena to the Blessed Virgin. (laughs) And I was like on the other side of the screen. I said, what? I didn't say that. I was like shaking. (laughs) It set me back because at that point in time, I thought, I really fouled up. You know, you really, that was a serious offense.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He might have been back there laughing. I don't know. But the point was that was supposed to represent what you did. But that, that, that one stuck out in my mind. Most of the time it was, you know, do five Hail Marys, five Our Fathers, a good act of contrition.
0: Was it ever to uh, go say something to somebody to make a relationship better?
2: No, it was I, always. I even when I would say things like I got in a fight with Joey or something like that, it was it was you know um, you know you need to, to cut that out, and mm-hmm. it would be more like. But there was never a personal. I don't remember mm-hmm. ever having him, any of them tell me that. Mm-hmm now when you went to catholic school and if you got in a scrape they would usually grab you and slam you together and tell you to shake hands and be friends or something but um then they didn't slam i was just <laughs> meant that.
0: sure okay. they wouldn't
2: make us they would make <laughs> us make up but um nothing i don't ever recall anything mm-hmm. like that
0: so no act of reconciliation that you were being no. asked right right, mm-hmm.
1: okay. right. No. My first memory, this just brought it back to me, of confession, and I think it was a good thing that we learned as children what confession was and what the meaning was behind it and what um, happened afterwards, that we could receive forgiveness and repentance. But my first, I attended Catholic school until um, eighth grade, and so we would go to we would go to mass every morning before school, and confession on Saturday. And um, and sometimes I would go in seriously, and it wasn't because I was that good. I just couldn't think of anything I felt like was bad enough to confess. That it was. So I would confess fighting with my brother and sister, or taking away something of theirs, or you know not obeying my mother, or something that seemed so trivial, but it was it was it was what I had. And when the priest would um, pronounce forgiveness and give me my penance, either Hail Mary's or Our Father's or the act of contrition, which you learned in school, you memorized all of these things, and so you were ready. And then you would go to the altar when you came out of the, the confessional. For those who've not been in the Catholic faith, it is a booth that you go into. You kneel on one side, the priest is sitting on the other, and there's a— um Screen. A screen or a, a covering of some kind, so you don't see each other, but you hear each other. And um, I would come out. And when, you were supposed to go to the altar and say your penance right then. So, but even then, at that young age, there was such there was a relief that I said the things I had done, and that I was forgiven, and that I could start again. Mm. And I would usually do. I, I didn't have. The discipline then to turn away from the things I was doing on every occasion,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and I think it, the relationship was with Jesus that I knew I had hurt Him and what He expected of me. Um, I had I had a very unattached um, mother. And my father was gone by then, and they had divorced when I was very young. So I really didn't have anyone at home that demanded too much of me. But because of what I had learned as a child in catechism and school, I felt very obligated to do what Jesus wanted me to do, which was a wonderful thing now that I look back
0: on it. Yes. And I love that you said that you did feel this relief that there was Mm -hmm. some lifting of a burden Mm -hmm. by doing the confession. Mm Mm-hmm. And receiving the penance.
2: I, I want to add. some that's what you just said. Touched. Um, we're looking at it in, in our child eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay, which is not going to be the way that because my mother was very religious about going to confession, going to mass, and celebrating holy days and the saints, and, and it, it gave me a foundation. Okay, mm-hmm. that was loyalty and that was spirituality, but. I remember it was totally different for adults because mm-hmm. um there wasn't the, one of the things I always w- wondered when we go in there because it was on Saturday afternoon is there were usually more kids than adults, and there was mm-hmm. usually more mothers than fathers mm-hmm. and that's that kind of stuck with me but the the adults that went were much more serious about this than we were mm-hmm. um I can't say we weren't serious but we looked at it in a different mm-hmm. we were children mm-hmm. younger and then um, I got the chance to attend to go to confession in the Vatican Wow and um,
0: so you part you were part, know, of, I didn't you know were part the, of a tour group but then there was yeah,
2: well actually um, we didn't we did our own tour. Okay. We had signed up and everything and went through it. And when we went through there, we were touring in the um, the big chapel, I forget what the name is. It's got all the saints around there and everything. But a couple of priests came out and said, I'll be hearing confessions mm-hmm. if you wanna come. So I bolted and I <laughs> thought this is an opportunity, you know. And um, and it was totally different for me at that time because I was looking at it. <laughs> As a grown up, and
1: mm-hmm. and you're at false. the Vatican, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I was going to say I was Which in the Vatican, holy, too. holier than holy. <laughs>
2: but, but, but I'm saying my thought process was totally different, mm-hmm. and um, it was, it was, it was very meaningful for me because I, the, the holy of holies on earth, mm-hmm. I would say, similar to the the, the covenant of the ark. but that's the important thing too is that where are you in your journey Mm -hmm. and then and i don't want to shift gears too fast but the the other thing i was thinking about coming over here is confession to me there's types of it too there's the confession like you were talking about earlier where you confess that you're You're a Christian and your belief is in Jesus Christ and his atoning blood and salvation and you want to become a Christian. And after that, it is important that we confess because we will sin. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Now, the degrees are different. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you're not a convicted um, believer, but we're human. Mm -hmm. And then we have the opportunity and the gift, like you said, of confession, where we can go and confess our sins.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: the The rules are still the same, but we we slipped, mm-hmm. and and I think it's a good thing from the standpoint of um, making you think.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And and like you said, usually to me, sin would weigh down on my conscience. Mm-hmm. And then that would nag me. And then you do feel a relief when you're letting it go. Mm-hmm. If you truly are at that point. Right. Mm-hmm. And you believe.
0: And Isn't first, it, a step is just acknowledging what
2: it is. Well, that's, right. a, that's a better mm-hmm. way of putting it. Yeah.
0: And we're not always as thoughtful as we need to be about that. But mm-hmm. when we can be thoughtful about it, reflective and acknowledge, oh, mm-hmm. yes, I am guilty of this. I, mm-hmm. I do need to acknowledge and confess.
1: Pride becomes a stumbling block right. in confessing for me personally. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, Phil is right. As we age and mature and our life changes so much from the time we're children, uh, our relationships change as we marry and have children. And there's so much more opportunities to sin as we grow and mature. And, uh, you know, for today, the world has changed so much, um, and you don't have to look far to sin. Um, And sometimes we don't even realize that we are. Um, uh, But another part of sin that caught me off guard was... um, when I was going through a, a terrible time, divorce, and I realized, I didn't know it, but I realized that I was going to have to forgive someone who didn't ask to be forgiven, mm-hmm. that I was going to have to let go of my pride, my wish for vengeance, <laughs> and my my hurt, um, which was hurting me. It wasn't hurting the other person. Mm-hmm. It was... Um, to that wound that you were saying it, uh, the wound was open and it was infected <laughs> and it was ruining my life. Uh, really, I couldn't get a handle back on my life and my spiritual life. I couldn't pray. I couldn't. I couldn't do. Uh, I was almost immobile. And uh, I, I thank God every day. I had a mentor, an older gentleman who was so wise, and he kept telling me I had to forgive. And I kept saying, "You don't know what you're saying. This hurt is too deep. I can't possibly forgive it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we need he needs to make acknowledgement that he hurt me and ask me to forgive him, and then I will be free." Yeah. He said, "That's probably not going to happen, Marty. So you've you've got to come clean before the Lord. That's what he preaches. Mm-hmm. He says you have to forgive the unforgivable, the unlovable." Um, those who have hurt you, um, you know, turn the other cheek and how many times, as many times as you need to. Right. And so after an extended period of prayer and being prayed over and finally getting to the point that I, it, I, I just couldn't deal with it anymore, I came to that point of forgiveness and of asking forgiveness and of giving forgiveness to someone who, I didn't think deserved it and who didn't ask for it and yet when it was done my burden was lifted mm. my heart was free um i had done as the lord asked me to do even though it was so difficult and i don't know i would have been able to do it without support and prayer um, because i i didn't realize to that point that sometimes our emotions our body and our reaction to pain and suffering takes over, and you can't get a hold of it sometimes. And so prayer changes everything in mm-hmm. our lives. And forgiveness is a gift you give yourself as well as a gift you give God, mm-hmm. that you repent, you're truly sorry, you see your part in everything. Sin hardly ever happens in a vacuum. Right. <laughs> so it is a um, humbling experience. But it brings such peace and joy and gives you such a foundation, another part of your foundation as a Christian Mm -hmm. that's solid, Mm -hmm. um, that you can count on. And, you know, if you can survive those kinds of things and know that it was the only reason was because God gave you the things that you needed in order to do it, you can pretty much face most things in your life, mm-hmm. which is such a freedom to know. Oh, I'm glad you used the word freedom
0: because mm-hmm. it gets used absent of the Lord giving mm-hmm. it to us. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But it, it, true freedom is in Christ. Mm-hmm. So, Amen. Um, mm-hmm. The... So starting with the, the topic gift of confession and mm-hmm. so Marty just gave us an example in her personal life and as you were telling that story even before you used, used the language of lifting a burden, I just I felt like there was this, all this freedom mm-hmm. of things being lifted and it was mm-hmm. And so just by retelling it like you can mm-hmm. re experience mm-hmm. that and mm-hmm. know God's presence in the midst
1: of all of that It changed healing. my life uh, truly in lots of ways but mm-hmm. it was it was one of those defining moments mm-hmm. in faith. So,
0: uh, before we're done with our conversation, I already made reference to the reconciliation of a penitent that we have in our prayer book. Um, so, we have that that one as an individual can do. Mm-hmm. It's found on page 447 for anybody who has access to a prayer book. You also can find it online, bcponline.org, and then look for reconciliation of a penitent. But it is a tool then for this dialogue that one would have coming to a priest. And confessing sin and looking for that freedom of experiencing absolution Mm -hmm. and also getting some counsel that would not be administered in the same form as penance that happens Mm -hmm. in the Catholic Church, Mm -hmm. but would be the possibility of a priest saying, you know, I really think that you need to apologize to somebody or, you know, ways Mm -hmm. of encouraging that reconciliation to happen between individuals, that mm-hmm. you're confessing this, asking for repentance is working on the relationship with you and God, mm-hmm. but then to get receive counsel that might encourage you on your journey of repentance of how you're going to make right relationships mm-hmm. between you and others. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it is it is a beautiful offering gift to enter into this I agree. and have a um, powerful connection. I had the opportunity not too long ago with uh, one of our youth, I was just presenting that this is something in our prayer book. They're on the journey of confirmation right now, and I wanted them to know it's a right. It's a a, a gift to each person. And they asked before we were done with class if they could confess something hmm. to me. Um, so it can happen at any point that we just then carved mm-hmm. out some time once everybody else had left that we entered into a confession. Mm-hmm. In this reconciliation that they were looking for being in right relationship mm-hmm. with God and with those around them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it is a gift. And then the other one um, prayer that we're familiar with during Holy Eucharist service, but it's found mm-hmm. on page 360 in our prayer book when we're in right to for a Holy Communion mm-hmm. service that we have a corporate confession. And this is one that I think uh, it just goes by so quickly. Mm-hmm. And we never debrief it.
1: <laughs> That's true.
0: You know, it is a corporate prayer. Mm-hmm. And we never as a congregation say, hey, okay, maybe as a community, we all need to consider this. Mm-hmm. But I do mm-hmm. have some of those thoughts as we're praying it from time to time. Mm-hmm. And... uh Maybe we'll have another one of these conversations where we kind of debrief together. <laughs> I don't know. But I just want to That's encourage people to be be very thoughtful mm-hmm. about it mm-hmm. and to recognize, um, you know, I, I'm usually grabbed by the line that um, we have not loved you with our whole heart mm-hmm. when we pray that. To mm-hmm. know that we're always going to fall short. And that is something Absolutely. that we can always, always work on. How can we mm-hmm. tend to that relationship with God? Mm-hmm. And then we have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. So mm-hmm. when I'm praying that part, I just remind myself who who's around me, who's kneeling right next to me, mm-hmm. and am I loving them the best that I can? And it's just a good reminder to do that we can always do better. And truly. I like that
2: part about but what we have done, but what we have left, left undone. Mm. In other words, you know, being selfish or self-centered mm-hmm. about things. Well, mm-hmm. no, this is pretty good.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: Well, thank you both for our conversation. I hope it sparked some interest for those that listen. I and, hope so too. And it's certainly, each of us have something to take away from this, I'm sure today. So, Very good. Let me close mm-hmm. this in prayer. Mm-hmm. God, thank you for the gift of confession that we can come to you, that we can acknowledge where um, we have not loved you as the best we can, that we have not Mm. loved our neighbors as ourselves Mm. and that you are helping us to work on that, that we acknowledge there are different ways that we are falling short and Mm. you bring that to mind by the power of your spirit Mm. and that you help us to make better habits, better changes that we are Mm. turning towards you and asking for you to help us in our walk with Christ. So Mm. thank you for ways that you will encourage us today and help renew us. We pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you.